Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. Don't forget you can listen back to this show and more on irishexaminer.com forward slash business forward slash the small business show. Now, the issue of credit and how SMEs can access it has been almost constantly in our headlines, and we've covered the issue on numerous times on this show. And in recent weeks, John Trithone from the Credit Review Office released a report which showed that over 50% of SME applications brought to the CRO had their rejection by the bank overturned. So to talk to me about this and the report is John Trithone from the Credit Review Office and he's on the line with me now. So John, tell us, first of all, outline some, I suppose, some of the key aspects of the report. Well, Kieran, in a way it's, a, it's actually a positive in some ways because the, um, the change in the reason for the appeals has moved away from basic survival now for small businesses and farms. We're now seeing more appeals coming through for businesses which are seeking working capital to uh, expand and for capital to invest for growth as well. So that's a very positive thing. On, on the other side, we're also seeing some demand coming to the, the two main banks, AIB, Bank of Ireland, for refinancing for some of the foreign banks which are leaving town. Um, main one at the moment is Danske, mm. um, who are leaving rather quickly. Um, and that's leading to a concentration of the supply side, the number of banks we have left. The service in the SME sector and, and the farm sector in, in Ireland is down to three basic banks now, AIB, Bank of Ireland, and to some extent, Ulster Bank as well. So that concentration of the market is leading to a, a lower than needed a risk appetite. That's lower than needed for the economy. And there's some cherry picking uh, happening between the, the three banks now. In essence, they can grow their lending um, and meet their objectives by taking on um, low-medium risk businesses and not having to touch the more challenging uh, types of SME. So is it is it that they not competing properly with each other or that they just simply do not have the appetite to, I suppose, look at what they would consider as, as riskier investments? Yeah, I think uh, it's very important to, to point out there's no collusion going on between the banks that I can see, but it's just a function of lack of general competition in the market that you know, there's enough low-medium-risk business out there that they don't have to take um, a risk on some businesses, especially those ones that don't bank with them mm. and need to find a, a new bank with the withdrawal of the likes of Danske. So it's becoming an increasing issue, and I think that uh, it probably will escalate during the year and become more visible, and you'll hear more businesses complaining about this uh, as we go through. What about the applications that are being overturned? According to you, the ratio was about 50 to 55%. That still seems like a, a pretty high number that are being overturned. It, it does, Caitlin, and um, it has been around that mark from the very beginning. Now, to, to say something positive about the banks, 
But when we look at a case, we will spend many more hours on it than a bank can afford to spend on it. So my reviewers can actually work with the borrower. Generally, they will uh, find, in some cases, they'll find out some more significant information which helps the bank to make the loan. Also, just to see, can we find a solution which perhaps a bank doesn't have the time to do um, on an initial interview. Um, and uh, basically, we, we are experienced bankers, uh, the reviewers, and we are also very creative. We're looking for solutions the whole time. So we try to de-risk the, um, the appeals as much as we can for the bank. But in some cases, we just feel that uh, the bank should have made the loan from the outset. What happens when you go back to a bank and say you've made a mistake here? Is it Do they realise their mistake and are they learning from it? Well, I think uh, in some cases when we go back, we've got information that the borrower hasn't made available to the bank at the outset. And that can be a game changer and mm. the bank will, will, uh, will do the, the loan at that point in time. And I think, uh, you know, the, the propositions that go through probably aren't as they arrived on the bank uh, counter at the beginning of the process. But our, our objective is to try and find a solution which helps the borrower to get the funds, but also allows the bank to make the loan within their own risk parameters as well. Hmm. There have been a few cases, especially since we've been dealing with higher value appeals over the last few months, where the bank has pushed back on our appeals. And we're looking carefully at that because uh, we put a lot of work into those and uh, if, if the bank doesn't uh, doesn't agree with our opinion, we we challenge back uh, fairly um, fairly forcefully as well. But um, as I say, as the amounts have gone up, the the pushback from the banks have increased a bit as well. Mm. And if you take the other side of that, the applications that you uphold the the bank's decisions, are we seeing traits there as to the reasons why that that's being upheld? What what yeah, is uh, what is there? It's actually a very good question you're asking because if we move across to the demand side from small businesses and farms, especially the the micro and small businesses below that which would have a let's say a finance director on their staff, those smaller businesses they 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 find it difficult to present the the proposition to a bank in a way that will achieve success. And at the moment, um, the Department of Finance has sponsored a series of seminars around the country uh, by uh, Skillnets and it's called Building Financial Capability in SMEs. Mm. They're, they're going on throughout the year and they're regional and to date they, there's been a rather disappointing turnout uh, from the business community to go to these and I would urge any small business you know, rather than point the finger at the bank uh, and say that you know, they're not lending, uh, to get themselves along to that, I think it's a two day course mm. and um, to help them to uh, run their business well and also to engage with banks as well. Mm. Also, there's work being done at the moment, and it's, it's almost there, but um, they're, they're actually using it at the, uh, the Building Finance Capability uh, seminars as a pilot. But the government have uh, been working on a, uh, a website that brings together all of the, the various initiatives from different departments that help SMEs. So you go in and you you say what sort of a business you are, what size you are, where you're located, and it will bring up whatever government supports are available for you. And I think that's the first time that there's been a one-stop shop for all of these uh, supports, Mm. and I very much welcome that as well.
And there's a lot of this have to do also with impressions as well, because we in the media, I suppose, we talk a lot about the banks and what they're doing and and they're not helping SMEs, etc. And then we find that businesses aren't even going to put in their applications because they see so much negative press that they just don't bother anymore. And so um, we're actually seeing a reduction in, in demand by SMEs to actually put in applications to banks. I think there, there's a, um, over the last four years, we have seen a lot of SMEs that were carrying debt are actually paying it down. They're not, they haven't been borrowing. They've been waiting for an upturn in the economy. And I think we're probably at a point in the cycle now where that uh, net uh, reduction in debt will probably start to turn around to be uh, an increase in demand. Um, I was at a, sort of a, a seminar recently and um, uh, the S the SFA, the Small Firms Association, had mm. done a survey that 40% of their members lacked the confidence to speak to a bank. So, you know, when we have the, the types of skill net courses around the country, that's designed to give people more confidence to engage with the bank as well. Um, and I think, you know, for banks, they have their own challenges. They've, they're coming out of a very difficult period. And they'll have their own lending policies, and, you know, we, we engage with them on that. But I would urge all the banks to remember that they have to be part of the real economy as well. It's not just about what the bank needs. They have to look at the, at the wider economy and, and the needs of, of small businesses as well. Just to give us an overview, if somebody does want their application reviewed, what happens when they contact your office? Well, two things. We've tried to slimline our process because at the beginning um, we were learning as well and the, the process was a bit clunky, but we've tried to make it that you phone us and we'll do as much as we can uh, without putting you through too, much, too many hurdles. If you haven't already appealed to the bank itself, we lodge an appeal on your behalf so that the bank will have a second chance to look at it before we engage. One of our reviewers will contact you and chat through uh, the application and, and where you are with it and what happened and then we'll start to well, to start to look for some basic uh, from financial information like bank statements and financial accounts and things like that to try and piece together a case for the business to try and help as much as we can. But we try and make it as painless as possible as well. Is it important as well to point out to people that although their application might have been turned down now, no doesn't mean no forever? Correct. Absolutely correct. And uh, in some cases, what, what we do with banks is we get a... Uh, if you like, a facility to allow the business to show what it can do over the next six months to a year because, uh, you know, in a recovering economy, they will have um, cash flow forecasts and things like that. And if they can achieve those, that should give the bank confidence to support them in the longer term as well. So um, most banks will look back at three years trading performance um, when they're assessing a business. And if you look back over the last three to five years in our economy with the level of domestic demand that has been there. The trading figures won't be normal. Uh, just as before the boom ended, the figures were highly inflated. They've been abnormally low. Um, and I think we'll return to a more steady state economy. And banks need to reflect that, you know, what went in the last three, four years for turnover and profit it might not necessarily mean that that's what it will be in the future as well. And, and you know, that's why sometimes a shorter term and, a, a you know, a bit of a help up for a year or six months to see what the business can do is, uh, is as good a remedy as anything. And finally, John, you mentioned in your report as well that both AIB and Bank of Ireland 
had hit their targets of lending to small businesses. I think it was about four billion each, yeah. somewhere around there. And yet we we have an impression that banks aren't lending. So there's two different sides that seem to be happening here. One is that they're not lending, and yet we have the Credit Review Office and a number of other other such uh, financial authorities turning around saying, well, actually, they've been hitting their targets. So why is it that there's there's one story there and then there's another story out there as well? Well, not a good question, Caitlin. And the, the answer uh, to this is that, the, that no one is wrong. It's just how you look at the figures. The, the targets were set from the outset on the amount of sanctions a bank will make, not on the amount of money drawn down. And uh, at the beginning, those sanctions would have been um, just as the, the appeals as well would have been for mainly for survival, um, restructuring loans that were, were bad and things like that. They're now moving to, to more new money, but they are sanctions, and not all money that's sanctioned is drawn down, because uh, I'll give you an example. Um, if if a, two or three people are bidding for a farm or a business, and they all get finance to make the bids, only one of them will draw it down, uh, when they're successful in buying a business, the others will, will not uh, use those funds. Uh, so there are various reasons why um, the sanction figures you know, are, are different from the, the actual balance sheet figures on the banks as well. The other piece of information we have in the background is the biannual survey for the Department of Finance on um, SME demand for credit, which is done by Red Sea at the moment, and that gives us a very good picture not only of the levels of demand, which have been around, stuck around about 35 to 40% uh, for the last three years, but also the condition of the businesses, the SMEs that are, are being uh, being surveyed. When you put all those pieces of the jigsaw together, the monthly reporting which the banks make to the Department of Finance on their sanctions and the six monthly um, demand surveys, you start to piece together a picture which may not always equate to what the media um, say about that bank landing. John Shrithoan from the Credit Review Office, thank you very much for joining us on the Small Business Show. Okay, Kevin, pleasure. Well, that's it for this week's show. My thanks to all my guests. As ever, don't forget you can listen back to this show and previous ones on the irishexaminer.com forward slash business forward slash the small business show. And you can read my articles every Monday in the Irish Examiner newspaper as well. I'm Kaylin Kerwin. You've been listening to the Small Business Show. Bye for now. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.